Hi, I'm Wendy Zuckerman, and you're listening to Science Versus from Gimlet. Today on the show, the condom queen. We're telling the story of the rise and fall of one of the most controversial public health figures of our time, Dr. Joycelyn Elders. She grew up poor in rural Arkansas, but in 1993, she rose to become the Surgeon General of the United States, appointed by President Bill Clinton. She was basically the nation's top doctor for public health. Dr. Joycelyn Elders, our newly confirmed Surgeon General. In her role, Joycelyn wanted to put sex education front and center so that so many teenage girls didn't get pregnant. We've got to prevent our teens from becoming parents before they become adults. She wanted to get condoms out to anyone who needed them, particularly teenagers. We've got to go out and market prevention like Mr. McDonald has marketed hamburgers. Decades ago, Joycelyn was saying things that could be ripped out of the headlines today. And I do feel that we would markedly reduce our crime rate if drugs were legalized. You know, I don't know all of the ramifications of this. That every American should have a right to health care. It's far cheaper to pay for college than it is to pay for prisons. But it turned out that America wasn't ready for this. And these ideas made her a lot of enemies. Dr. Elder's statements have been uh, profoundly disturbing and profoundly offensive. And after just over a year, Bill Clinton fired her. So let's back up a bit. Before Joycelyn came to the White House, she was the Director of Health at Arkansas. This was in 1987. And under her watch, childhood immunization rates skyrocketed across the state. She also helped to expand prenatal care and cancer screenings, She even worked with churches to get care to people with HIV. And through it all, she was fighting to stop young girls having unwanted pregnancies. She implemented a K-12 sex ed program across Arkansas. And despite getting a bunch of hate mail, it went great. They saw teenage pregnancies drop. Then, in 1993, the governor of Arkansas, Bill Clinton, becomes the president of the United States. And after seeing all this amazing stuff that Joycelyn had done in his home state, he offers her the role of Surgeon General. As Joycelyn remembers it, he said, Joycelyn, I think you'll be terrific. All I want is for you to do for the country what you've done for Arkansas. Did you want that job? No. It it, it was my mother who told me that I should take it. She says, you know, I saw him on TV last night, and he just looked pitiful. Pitiful. Can you imagine my mother, who has an eighth grade education, who looking at the president and thinking he looked pitiful? <laughs> but, uh, but she felt that I should say, so you need to just go on up there and help him. But even before she stepped foot in her new D.C. office, the pundits were bad-mouthing her. One editorial said, quote, Dr. Elders could do great damage because her philosophy would trickle down to infect America's children, end quote. A letter to the Kansas City Star said that Joycelyn was pushing, quote, feminist rhetoric and a liberal agenda. Joycelyn Elders is no lady either, end quote. But no matter, in September of 1993, she was confirmed as Surgeon General of the United States. 
What was the the funnest moment of being a Surgeon General? Were there any fun moments? You know, when you talk about fun moments, you know, I enjoyed most of the time when I was Surgeon General. Even when I was being beat on and called all kinds of names and everything. And and one of the names was the Condom Queen. When did you, how did that happen? Well, you, you know, the health department we passed out condoms. In fact, they had a, a condom tree. What do you mean a condom tree? Like, um... It was a tree. It was decorated like a Christmas tree, but it was decorated with condoms. We had big bowls, like a fishbowl full of condoms sitting out in my office. Did, um, did, did Clinton ever come and take one? Well, no, I don't remember. But yeah, you know, we didn't sit around and watch who took them. We, but it was easily accessible, and anybody who wanted one could get one. Did you did you mind being called the condom queen? It's, I'm, I'm actually a little jealous of it. It's quite a good uh, nickname. No, I didn't mind being called the condom queen, as long as everybody who needed to use one would use it. People will always say, "Oh, but Dr. Elders, condoms will break." I reminded them that the bowels of abstinence break far more easily than does latex condoms. <laughs> For more than a year, Joycelyn fought to get better sex education across the country and to improve access to healthcare more generally. And she was starting to make some real strides even convincing some conservatives that schools needed to be talking about slapping on the old love glove. I would tell them how much we paid each year in welfare, health care, for unplanned pregnancies and for babies born to babies and all. They really would, really would learn and really would change. And we did change something. You know, ignorance is cured with a good education. And I worked hard to educate all the time. But stupidity lasts forever. And so we had a few politicians that were stupid. So, Joycelyn was doing what she'd come to Washington to do, bringing up these taboo topics that America needed to be talking about. And then everything went kablooey. It all started on December 1st, 1994. Joycelyn was giving a speech at the World AIDS Day conference at the UN. After her speech, she was asked about what we should do to prevent HIV from spreading. And specifically, someone wanted to know whether promoting masturbation might help to give people sexual release so they wouldn't have sex. And Joycelyn said, yeah, she advocated for complete sexual education, which would include masturbation. Here's the audio from that conference. In regard to masturbation, I think that that is something that uh, it's a part of human sexuality and it is a part of something that perhaps should be taught. It was just such a tiny comment. People got all upset. Nobody could believe that, you know, masturbation happened. And I think if everybody who ever masturbated would turn green... We'd have a green society. <laughs> Even today, Joycelyn doesn't get why it's such a big deal to talk about wanking. It won't make you go crazy. It won't make you go blind. And you know you're having sex with somebody you love. Yeah. 
her up. So they, so you didn't think anything of it. So you, when oh. was the first time you realized this might have been a bigger controversy? A reporter flew from Washington, D.C. with me to New York. We had lunch together and then he, he told me, he said that he thought that I was going to be a problem for Bill Clinton because any question that anybody asked of me, I wanted, I would answer truthfully and fully. So I was a poor politician. <laughs> but a very good public health expert. And so when Bill Clinton calls you, do you remember what he said in that call? Well, the first call was uh, was not from Bill Clinton. It was from oh, Leon Panetta. Leon Panetta was the White House chief of staff at the time, and he asked Joycelyn to resign. And I told him that, no, I wasn't going to resign. I wasn't going to resign until Bill Clinton called me. He reminded me that Bill Clinton, you know, the president didn't have time to talk to me. And I told him, well, I wasn't going to resign until he did. There was no way I was going to resign or walk up and leave on the basis of the hired help, what the hired help was saying. He would, he asked me to come to be the Surgeon General. He would have to ask me to leave. And so, well, about an hour or two later, he did call me. And, and he, he said, he said he wanted my resignation on the secretary's desk by two o'clock. And so I said, Mr. President, do you know what I said? And he, he said, yes, they told me. I said, but do you know? But I said, you know, he assured me that, yes, he did. Is that because you suspected he didn't know? Because if he knew, there's no way he would fire you based on such a small offhand oh, comment. I, it, it never occurred to me that Bill Clinton would fire me. He knew what I was about. He'd heard me say things like that before. So, but, you know, things were different then. And I realized that. And so I just said, thank you, Mr. President. What was going through your mind when you hung up the phone? Well, my, what was going through my mind is I still couldn't believe that he asked me to resign. I couldn't believe that that had happened. I felt that he was, his arm had been twisted by, you know, others. You, you've said that when you got to Washington, you felt like prime steak, but you left feeling like a low-grade hamburger. That's true. Did you, do you think that if a white man had said what you said, he, you would have, he would have been fired? I don't know. See, I'm not sure that a white man would have ever said that. It needed to be said, but I'm not sure that a white man would have said that. You see, some of the things that I was saying really took a black woman to say. I was thinking I was speaking my mother's truth. It wasn't about uh, being a politician. It was about, about getting the job done. Whatever I had to do. I didn't even think about, I didn't know enough at the time to think about the politicians and their problems. After she was pushed out, Joycelyn went back to Arkansas to her job as a professor. And she continued doing her research and fighting for better sex ed which actually she's still doing today at the age of 88. But 
despite Joycelyn's hard work, these days in the US, sex education is still hit and miss. Most states require that abstinence be stressed in sex education policies. And while teen pregnancy rates have gotten a lot better since Joycelyn was the Surgeon General, the US still has the highest rate of teen pregnancy among similar countries. And these days, people tell Joycelyn she's been right all along. And, you know, even said, well, Dr. Elders, if we'd listened to you, we wouldn't be in this mess now, you know. My mom always tell us, always tell the truth. That the day you see the truth and cease to speak is the day you begin to die. I tell people all the time, you can tell I'm going to live a long time. Um, thank you. Thank you so, so much for your oh, time. it's been a pleasure. Um, I've enjoyed it very much. Thank you. This was an excerpt from our full interview with Joycelyn. If you'd like to hear more of that interview, like how she rose from rural Arkansas to become the Director of Health and then the Surgeon General, it's an amazing story. And to hear it all, head over to our main feed by searching for Science Versus, that's Science VS, and then click on our episode, The Condom Queen. I'm Wendy Zuckerman. Back to you next time.